Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you're listening to Spill the Lessie podcast. Uh, I'm your host today, Arjun Singh. Um, we have a slightly different topic today. Uh, the first one that we're doing kind of on the Punjabi diaspora as opposed to Punjab itself. And we wanted to talk about the Pangara circuit and more particularly the North American Pangara circuit. So today I'm joined by some of the most accomplished dancers in the circuit today. I'm joined by Ashmita Kaur, Harji Singh and Kamaldeep Singh. Um, all three danced on uh, DRP, Dreel Punjabi's um, UCSD's collegiate team, as well as Frishte, an independent team from LA. Um, and some, some big accomplishments. Harji, Harji Singh is one of the only people to have won Bruin Pangara twice with two different teams, uh, first place, both in 2016 and in 2022. Kamaldeep Singh and Ashmita Kaur have won both Bruin Pangara and Pangara Blowout, also with two different teams. Um, and so these are some of the heaviest hitters uh, in the circuit. Um, and as an extra tidbit, uh, Harji, Kamal, and I, with a couple of friends, uh, in 2018 started LA Folk Arts Club, which is the um, the basically the first uh, folk pangara team uh, out here in SoCal. Um, so they know both the music and live sides of pangara. Um, so thoda sahariyada, both both swagat. Thank you guys for coming out, man. Samakarke. Um, but really quickly before we kind of get into the discussion, I think for especially a lot of our listeners who may not be as involved with the circuit, I wanted to give kind of just a brief history of Bhangra kind of as it has turned out today and as we know it today. Um, Bhangra is a very ancient dance. Um, its roots go back, you know, as far as we can tell, hundreds of years. Um, but it was obviously in a very different form, right? Bhangra is actually kind of um, an umbrella term in reality for a lot of different folk dances of Punjab. Um, and a lot of these dances were performed in different contexts on their own. Um, you might, of course, be familiar with Chummar or Luddi or um, Jindwa. Um, and, you know, there are still, especially in Punjab, but even now in the diaspora, teams that'll do, you know, exhibition performances of just these individual folk dances. Um, and, you know, the, the root really is celebration, especially of, uh, a good harvest. And obviously its roots are in farming. It's a celebratory dance. Um, and, and the roots are also like sort of a, a spontaneous, right? The kind of idea we have now of this organized dance where it's choreographed and you, you know, practice like that's not really what it was hundreds of years ago. It was, um, you know, you would go to a mela, there'd be a, a tolli and you guys, you know, people would just based on their knowledge of the rhythm and, you know, listening to the Torah, you would, you know, know kind of generally what moves to do, you know, just kind of by being part of the culture. Um, and Pangara, though, as we kind of know it today, though, really shifted a lot in kind of the, the 1950s to 1970s, um, post-partition especially um, in East Punjab, Indian Punjab. Um, and there was uh, kind of, there were some early pioneers of this form of Pangara, Lal Singh Patti, uh, really, you know, Mashur, very famous Tolli, who actually lives in Stockton, California today. Um, and kind of some of his contemporaries really kind of turned Pangara into what it is today, which is a heavily formalized, choreographed, coordinated dance that incorporates all of these different lok notches of Punjab into kind of one dance that we know as Pangara, which is you know, doing a set, a routine, whatever you want to call it, with props and then chummar, tamal, luddi, you know, jatta, all of these different moves. Um, and all of these moves 
um, and the lyrics that go along with them in the bolia have very specific meanings. Pretty much every move has a specific name, um, and there's a lot of history and context to every aspect of Pangara. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting. There's, um, you know, the the circuit in Punjab, the Pangara circuit in Punjab, is actually very similar to the American Pangara circuit in particular in a lot of ways because the Pangara circuit in Punjab is also based in colleges and colleges have different teams. In fact, at some of these colleges, even different departments or different majors have their own team. So the electrical engineering department will have a team and the you know math department will have a team just because you know there's so much more interest, um, which is a little bit different from like the Canadian Pangara circuit, for example, which is mostly private academies, right? So it's, it's actually more similar over there to the American context. Um, and they have these, what they call interzonal youth festivals, right? Or um Ketri Yuvak Mela or you know festival um where these teams compete with each other. Um so um that kind of you know and then in the diaspora I would say a lot of it really started kind of in the early to late 90s, early 2000s. Um honestly a lot in LA, frankly. Um you had obviously Bruin Pangaras, like probably the or one of the longest running Pangara competitions. Um, and then you had a lot of independent teams that were very famous, like Kalsa Junction and Share Foundation, um, that really kind of came up in the early 2000s. Um, and then also a lot of college teams um, that came up around the same time. And that really kind of spread Bangra in the diaspora, first kind of in the US and Canada, and then a little bit later to the UK and Australia as well. Um, but I think one thing we wanted to kind of ask with that background is, one thing I should have mentioned is Kamaldeep saying, uh, before came to the U.S., uh, also danced with Lalpur Khalsa College, Lander. One thing I've been curious about is, I mean, live Bangra still obviously rules in Punjab, but I feel like they have a very kind of burgeoning music scene now. Like, I think Bangra Arena is the, the comp in Delhi that had like a music category, I think, if I'm not mistaken, or one I of the I believe so. Yeah. I don't know if it was more than that. I think it, but we were most focused on the live aspect. So I don't know. Yeah. So what that's, yeah, that's definitely true. But so what do you think Kamal is like, do you think like music Bangladesh is becoming more popular in Punjab? And I would imagine that's really like, like one of the rare situations where they're taking influence from the diaspora and like Western countries, right? Where like, there's a couple of these teams like making mixes and stuff like that, which, you know, obviously most comps are just live, but. Um, yeah. Is Music Bangra on the come up a little bit over there? Yeah, definitely. I could say that Music Bangra is on the rise. Mm. Um, I also want to mention that, you know, Music Bangra was, I think it's also on the rise because, you know, in older times, uh, Music Bangra was used for like, you know, for example, like music videos or you have to hmm. go to a wedding, like for gigs, right? right? Um, for example, like there's there's this hotel, Haveli, like, you know, you would get hired to go dance uh, out there and you know only for those pur purposes it was it was used um and yes definitely it's it's uh, it's on the upcome it, it's it's coming up uh in punjab as well but still still um live bhangra is the main emphasis there sure. which um, which i think it how it should be is it no i i mean a bias but i would agree um so one thing you touched on that I think is a really interesting conversation um, and, you know, you having grown up there and I think even me, you know, for having been to Punjab many times to visit family and having a lot of family there is kind of touching on this music live Pangara distinction, which I think you're right. The music Pangara in Punjab is kind of associated with not 
competition level pangada but like these other things weddings and music videos yeah. at least from like my relatives there right like you kind of hear this term nachar right yeah. and there seems to be this very big yeah. distinction in punjab between people who do you know kalo asli pangada right yeah. on a team and they kind of know the art form and you know they compete in college or something versus people who dance at like gigs or for music videos and and like are like at weddings and like here it's funny for us cuz i feel like here a lot of us who danced on teams also did gigs mm-hmm. but i feel like it seems like that's not the case there like people who dance on teams are like very well respected as like like athletes almost but people who dance you know as nachars are actually like looked down upon heavily from what i can tell is that something you you think is true that is very true and i don't know you know how and when this downgrading like term was generated as nachar i don't i i mean that's that's also like a type of a profession uh, yeah, for, sure. for a certain for sure. group of group of people and i don't think that should be used um and uh yes it is still um it's it's uh you know again this is this is this term is still being used there um a matter of fact it's being used here as well and i hmm. still hear it time to time um you're not you're definitely not well, well respected when you know um when you're dancing at the wedding dancing you get hired to dance on certain you know certain gigs uh you're not well respected and i think that's that brings out another that stems another um you know issue that's that is basically punjabis they don't come out as often to to you know get into dance uh, get yeah. into pangra or art in general maybe or art in, in general yeah, 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 sure. because it it's still uh it's still seen as downgraded um hmm. you know term, it is still is used in downgraded terms which is um which is why i think uh, there's 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 uh, there's less number of participation still in punjab hmm. um however it might be less here but then also like you know that's also comes from if you know you're that for for specifically talking for kids at a young age that also comes with parents being educated parents being right, more open right. and more uh you know understanding of 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 this uh um you know of this art form absolutely um and i just wanted to add to yeah. that um some of the incentives that might exist if the art form you know uh, in gigs or in wedding settings wedding settings um was respected um around payment um you might see more individuals um looking to join those spaces but instead um we often come across opportunities where we're dancing with huge artists on um massive scales um and still we aren't offered payment and i'm assuming that's here right that's even here. it's not even like it's in india it's like here that's here the dynamic is still you're not sort of expected to be compensated or whatever it is or exactly interesting so i mean you know i think we all know the amount of joy pangra has brought each of us so the, you know, the positives of pangra i think are are pretty self evident but i think you know fortunately or unfortunately we wanted to focus on some of the some of the issues that we're seeing currently you know with trends in the circuit um which you know maybe maybe negative um and one thing that you know maybe turning to harji and nashmit a little bit i wanted to get your perspective on is one thing that i've been noticing over like since i was going to competitions as a kid to watch when i was you know like 2005 2006 2007 as like an elementary school kid um versus now is 
attendance really seems to have declined at comps um, in terms of just like audience members. So one thing I've noticed is like when I was a kid, you know, people would go to a Pangara competition to like just watch like from the community just for entertainment, not because they were just like going to support their putija or like something, right? Like, like right. I feel like now it's you only go to support someone who's dancing. You don't go because you just want to go and attend. Or you're just like a sponsor. Right? And you're yeah, like, or you're, uh, a sponsor, you're right? like a sponsor. Some utility is involved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, like when I was young, like 2006 and stuff, 2007, Bruin Pangara, for example, was like Long Beach Terrace Theater, 3,000 person capacity was like sold out. And now they can't even get like a thousand people there, for mm-hmm. example. What do you think are some of the reasons for that today? I think one of them is just the volume of competitions that exist now. Sure. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Um, they are spread across the country. Um, whereas at the time you're speaking of, I think there were just a few big ones each year. And so I think people were more willing to flock to those big ones and yeah. experience that. Um, now it's like, oh, any time of the year, I can find some competition that I want to go to and I can make that happen. Yeah. So it's not... People did I, used to travel for Bruin like yeah. from far away. Some, so yeah, in addition to that, something I wanted to add was that while it may be easy for people within the circuit to distinguish between different sets and styles, um, I think it's difficult as an audience member who doesn't have I think that's true <laughs> that degree of understanding of the art to right. see the differences and there may just be some general bhangra fatigue right um yeah. where they're not interested in watching 8 to 10 teams do what is to them essentially the same thing see that's such an interesting thing because i feel like it's like a good thing and a bad thing like i feel like if you like again, kind of like going back to my childhood, right? With Bonner, like like Kalsa Junction and like LBC, you know, like their styles were so different from each other. Like they almost weren't doing the same dance, Agreed. right? Like they were like, you knew a KJ set or an LBC set when yeah. you saw one because it was just mm-hmm. so different from yeah. everyone else's. Yeah. But like you look back on those sets now and you're like, this is barely Bonner. Like yeah. it's like. What we think of as Pangara, where you're like doing all the proper parts and, you know, aspects of Pangara in like a singular set. Like it's almost right. weird that like music Pangara has become more folk in a way in that it yeah. follows that pattern. Yeah. But in doing so, it's kind of made distinctions between teams less apparent and therefore maybe is like arguably more boring identity. to a layperson. Yeah. yeah. There's like their identity. Like what right. identity you bring? Like KJ was really good about bringing their identity Absolutely. or even when they like did the their... Truck, right? Yeah. Like you like knew you that, that was coming. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, pat on the back. Like DRP had their distinction 100%. too. Like you would right. know Absolutely. when we came on stage. So... I think something that's added to that is in the past, there was some stigma around dancing for other teams. Once you had a team, that is who oh, you agreed. danced for. Yeah. Okay. Now... People will move around the country for school or anything else, work, and will find another team to dance with. And with them, they take their ideas. Um, and so you see this kind of oh, yeah. homogenous idea of yeah. what Bangra should be. Do you, do you think that some of the, I mean, I would imagine this is the case, but like, you know, 2006, 2005, like social media presence is not really there as much like do you think teams have been yeah. able to become more connected across a mixer was an actual mixer <laughs> right right now like everybody knows everyone you can instantaneously yeah. communicate with people send Absolutely. each other mixes send each other videos send each so other so. everything yeah and is so, that contributed to the homogenization you think like, absolutely yeah. and to add to that yeah i think there's also 
fewer DJs in the circuit that are making a certain level of mix that teams are looking for. And so there's less oh, variety in true. who's making the mixes. It's very true. Then yeah. On top the of the number that, of Pablo mixes I've heard. I mean, res- <laughs> respect to him. But yeah, the great. guy's Shout not like a really great on yeah. the circuit. Shout out Pablo Mix. Shout out Pablo Mix. W- and then another point to add is judging. All right. Um, sometimes a lot of the same judges will judge throughout the season and teams will see the same judge at multiple competitions. Oh, ah, yeah. And so they're trying to cater to that. They're trying to cater to that. Right. And so, and then when you have the same judges, then you also have similar rubrics. Right. And then not only now, so now not only are these ideas being spread, they're also rewarded. Right. And so now a team. It's this feedback loop then, right? right? I mean, and yeah. if you are just starting out, you want to build a, a team that's going to be successful. That's how you get people to join your team and continue dancing. Right. right. Um, there's a desire to win. Um, and so, yep, you just keep going and going and then it contributes to this homogenous culture. That see, we have see, that's now. very interesting. I, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Like when, again, like that, that same time period that I'm talking about, kind of the early mid two thousands, you know, all these competitions were run by like local aunties and uncles. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, judge rather not run. Yeah. So like same with judging. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so yeah. it's like, yeah. it's so like, you would have different yeah. people at every, if you call. were at SoCal Pangara or CSUN Pangara, it would literally just be like aunties and uncles who had a Pangara background from Punjab in the LA Sangat right. who would like judge. And then same thing in New York or same thing in NorCal, yeah. whatever. Now it's like, like you said, the same few people just traveling around the country. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is like, it's kind of yeah, cool also. Cause it is like, cool, it's like way. cool because those judges came from different parts of Punjab too. So they had different understandings of like Bhangra in itself. Very true. Oh, I hadn't thought about yeah. that. Yeah. That is cool. That, and then you mix that with multiple different competitions happening around the country that's like an even more distinction between each competition itself because there's like a competition identity too. That's true. Wow, yeah. I also wonder if, in addition to just there being more Bangara competitions, there's just more cultural events, period, now. Yeah. So for example, right, like I think earlier on to like kind of scratch your Punjabi cultural itch, mm-hmm. like you only had so many options, right? right? Like I think in SoCal, there was you like had like Darbari Khalsa oh, and you yeah. had like LA Convention Center Nugget yeah. then, and you had Bruin Pangara and like that was it yeah. for the year yeah. Yeah. and like now it was like back to back and then like and like now you have so many options compared to then and so I think the people maybe who are connected to the culture but don't necessarily feel a connection to Pangara specifically are just like I don't need to go to a Pangara competition to like participate in my culture right Yeah. so they just those are the people that just don't show up anymore yeah mm-hmm. um, whereas maybe they would have 10-15 years ago absolutely um mm-hmm. That's definitely something that I've been kind of thinking about with all this. But um, I kind of wanted to transition also to get all your perspectives on another issue that I think is kind of um, maybe a continuing issue in the circuit. Um, And that's like women's experiences in the circuit, because I think that's something that's not talked enough about. Um, I mean, I feel like there's kind of this background maybe like i don't know if it is like cultural perception that's like doing some harm continuously which is like that women shouldn't be doing bangra in the first place right oh, and that's like yes. contributing to the way that even we in 2022 treat women in the circuit mm-hmm. um is that something that i mean like i don't know Kamal, maybe you can expound on this like i don't know of any female bangra teams in punjab like 
maybe I'm sure they exist, but maybe not to the nearly the same. I mean, there's Gidda teams. They participate in Jindua, for example, right, mm-hmm. or Sami, right. But I don't know of yeah. any all female Pangara teams at unless Kalsa College. You know, unless what I mean? like, it's like Luddi. Yeah, Luddi, right? Like individual folk individual. dances, yes, but yeah. not like yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do I are there? Well, I, individual folk folk dances, yes. yes. But uh, in talking about specifically Pangara, no. You won't, see, that's so you won't you won't see a live team or um music team like during really, that time yeah. it was also difficult to bring girls into pangra hmm. when i was there basically that was like 2007 2006 uh time frame um it was very difficult cuz not many women would you know do pangra hmm. cuz it was there's there's still this you know backlash that that you know women get in general that women shouldn't shouldn't be doing pangra oh like you know there's there's this term that you know people use or specifically talking about men use um i've heard it many times in punjab as well i've heard it here as well hmm. which is basically oh kudiyan latta chak chak ke da nahi nach kudiyan latta chak chak ke nahi nachna chahiye that hmm. gets me so mad that is yeah. something that, that you know is it yeah. that just it, the thing is also i've heard it like in punjab like itself like talking to people in punjab like about recently? that not recently i've heard it before though mm-hmm. and you know just hearing that from your own like state that you know your parents come from it's just crazy you would think like okay maybe there would be some sort of supportiveness but then carrying it on to here as well yeah, not to that extent too. but right. you know having that background in that i mean and you would think when you come to west you know you won't right, get to exactly. hear that yeah it's like oh it's america but, but <laughs> it's when i got to hear that here as well yeah i was shocked i was left speechless and i was i didn't know what to think i was like man the world is still stuck in that in that in that you know space yeah that yeah. there has hasn't been any growth um also kamal so, you should probably explain to anybody who's non punjabi on here what like you just said in punjabi from punjab oh, like oh yeah so, just so that in case yeah so so <laughs> basically the four of us speak so, yeah, so yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. sense no that's yeah. a good idea um so basically a term that's uh you know people have been using in punjab uh that actually you know brought over here as well mm-hmm. which is uh uh kudiyanu latna chak chak ke nahi nachna chahiye which basically means that girls shouldn't be dancing uh with by lifting their legs Mm. you know mm-hmm. uh, that's the term that that is that is being used and um and i think most of the, to answer your question most of the most of the teams you would see in punjab are mostly gidda right now if you step outside of that um particular um area of bangra or 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 this uh, or this art form if you step out of it uh you'll see that all these events all these gigs they will have a lot more women interesting than, yeah they would so in the so called lesser respected yes. sort of aspects of pangra right then women will be allowed to be there so to speak yeah. <laughs> that's, that's messed up right, yeah. <laughs> right. and that's that's, I mean, that's something i wanted to talk about is yeah. that so if you go to a wedding right people would gawk at them as oh, looking at them like this is just creepy. you know um, so creepy. just it is it <laughs> like, is very yay. creepy and they would 
they would want attention from them as they're dancing on on the dance floor and they're on the stage. They would they were trying to get their attention. So I haven't seen this, but I think it, I know what I you're mean, talking you about. You can actually see the videos like on Instagram right now. They'll have literally all Pangara dancers and Pangara Vardis and then these two girls who are just going back and forth doing stuff or doing like dances and and then just like we a bunch just, of bande on the yeah, ground like the, staring at them. I can kind of like, see why sometimes in Punjab it'll be like girls shouldn't do Pangara. Like, cause, uh, cause that's, that's what context. that's the context yeah, that they yeah, think yeah. of. They don't think of us in a vardi. Like you, right. like here you think of okay, like I'm in a vardi. It's like, for example, like me brew in 2022. I'm in a purple guy's vardi with the chunni on. Versus there, it's like now nah, you have like a nice, very nice tight suit with like Punjabi yeah, jutti, like makeup, yeah. pounds yeah. of makeup. Like your hair is did in a certain way. Do you think this is changing at all with? social media as well like Instagram, because a lot of these you know videos of girls in punjab doing pangra i mean proper pangra, i mean like that's where i got pangra, it right like do you think that that's changing things in a positive direction a little bit or is it still gonna take time well it, it is definitely changing i okay. and I, I i do see a lot of individual girls are taking upon and dancing and right. you know creating content uh and that that was not social media has changed a lot uh changed uh you know this this specific area a lot and i and girls are coming out a lot more with the you know with with, with the content and i think uh people are changing as well it's I, i'm not saying that like people are still stuck there uh it's changing but then you know again if you go to a wedding there if you go to a gig there like you will still see this thing happening and it won't stop that's the other thing like we can't just say like oh and bring awareness to it and then punjabi uncles are like oh maybe we should consider like it won't stop hmm. it won't stop until somebody says no right right, right and right. those girls that's won't say no because it's a way of living yeah. right yeah you can't yeah. judge them you can't ways, judge right? them I mean, either because it's, it's also you like know you know situation. this is yeah. what i need i need to survive and yeah. this is one way i can survive right yeah. so and what do you think though because you in addition to drp and Farishte, you also help start shikari yeah um you know an all, all girls team you know based in the u.s as well um how do you think like like i want to know a little bit more about your experience there because mm-hmm. like how do you think all women's teams are perceived in this, this like you know forget about punjab for a second yeah. but just in the just diaspora in right? the- like, is like do you think they're taken seriously do you think they're you know sort of not taken as seriously as like guys teams yeah. or, or coaches? So, there's definitely fewer of them yeah but. there's fewer of them because the idea around a girls team is at least the structure of what people think of female team is is that okay there's two girl captains but there's also this guy coach and i'm not specifically saying it from my team the multiple times hmm. i've danced at rdr and i yeah it's frequent okay. like i went to rdr and there was at least three teams that had guys like running their just academy for a background teams. for the audience what's rdr uh rani and the ironic was a competition team back in 2019 that was strictly for all women and bringing all women together and so uh, me and a couple girls from drp brought back alumni as well as current members and took our team there but do you think like do you think there should be more of these events like rdr because it almost sounds to me like the the intention of it was to be like a tia on the middle right yeah Where it it's was like, it was like so a tia on the middle for, for those especially. who don't know what that is um tia is a festival in punjab um that happens kind of late summer mm-hmm. and it is in folk punjabi culture meant to be 
an event or a celebration just for women and no men no and typically sh- no yeah, men no are allowed men sh- actually there aren't allowed yeah, if you show up to the door i've allowed. done like two or three melas and no men are allowed yeah, to walk through those usually doors usually no men are allowed unless like there's only like maybe one or two exceptions and that is like a sponsor's just showing yeah. up for like a or like certain hour thing. or yeah that's the only reason other than that it's just to celebrate women and and the and from my understanding the thing is a very old tradition oh in yeah but it's the purpose of it is exactly that it's to have a space for women to they do good at these things they do other folk yeah. dances they have conversations and the idea is for women to be able to be unfiltered to have no male yeah. presence there and to, support you know, each other and support each other they have a lot of women that come to these thing the millas have their businesses come to sell either jewelry like wow. and we all like you know we're in awe and we want to support them but we also want these like nice things because you know we don't go to punjab often and this is like the way of bringing the culture back back here where it's home for us so i that's also i think that was really cool because me and my mom were able to actually buy a lot of stuff from these um vendors who were all women owned like businesses that's super dope so sorry going back to the, the earlier question also so yeah. do you think like it would be beneficial to have more things like rdr like these platforms that kind of function as these like women only spaces or like what do you what do you think is what do you think is at least part of the solution part of the solution to, to women not having kind of what like like their own yeah. space within Bunga? this sounds impossible but it really is just team culture and you know hmm. being that one or two like one or two people that says hey we should look at these girls teams as competitors, not, oh, this is an all girls team. I actually mm. tell this with Shikari. I'm like, every person who's on this team, like, yeah, we're on all girls team. Cool. But you are on this team because of your skill, not because of your gender. Right. If right. I wanted to make it a unisex team, I could. Right. But I'm bringing together skillful women. Like mm-hmm. the women is like the second aspect of it. Right. It's, it's just, not the primary It's thing. not the it's, primary. Right, 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 Shikari right. is all women who have made them their name in the circuit right i think it's just bring the the team culture that you set with your team is going to be the the way we can go in changing this right 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 right. so i i have actually kind of a specific question i want to ask yeah. all of you because i know this came up with Farishte, which is a co-ed team but has more men than women mm-hmm. on the team um how do you feel? We'll start maybe with you, Ashmita, and I want to get Gumbel and Harji your perspectives also, as like you know, when Harji, when you were captaining, for example, about in the context of a co-ed team, and I feel like this comes up with co-ed teams who have fewer women than men. So mm-hmm. like Rishte, about the debate about whether they should wear <laughs> men's or women's vardia. So, Ashmita, I want to get your perspective on this yeah. first. I know you have some feelings about it, but I think it's actually a very interesting question. Yeah, it is a very interesting question because you would expect, you know, okay, I want to be my own person and be in a jinni. But with, and this is not in any negative way possible, I think with just my experience and how much I've trained in this art form, I'd rather be a guy on stage. Hmm. I'd rather wear the bug. Do you think you're just taken more seriously? I am taken 100% more seriously. And I'm also taken, you know, I also have to think about at least for me, we also think think about captaincy and teams also within the team. Like, what did they have to do in order to put the best set on stage? For sure. And it will have to be that, you know, formations is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the way the formations work is you have to match up to the same gender. It has to be symmetrical. It, whatever, has, right? to be, it, has, to it be, has to be symmetrical. Yeah. And, you know, again, I had a great time. Like the, the, the people, the judges' audience are, are They're more gravitated judging, to looking at the guys. More, to be, yeah, right, right, right. To, to be completely honest, the, yeah. that's, that's where the, and you know, I started getting a lot more comp- compliments when, not that I enjoy having compliments. I get very like, but I started getting a lot more compliments once I was a guy. Interesting. Because, you know, girls are like, oh, that's cool. But you look at a guy and you're like, wow, you're grand. You're big. You're wearing right. a bug. Like, right, right, right. There's that idea, that, right? That, like, that, like yeah. you know, we're in your face versus girls is like, oh, like you guys are cute. So, Harji, I want to get your perspective on this kind of as you were dealing with you know, this situation for the, for the first day competitions, like the counter argument to me, it seems, well, or not even necessarily counter argument, but another perspective maybe, yeah. would be like, if we are trying to create an environment where women feel comfortable to do pangara and are viewed as being just as able to participate in pangara as men are, it's like, why should I have to, you know, so to speak, look like a guy in order to be taken seriously or in order to participate in this dance? So I should be able to wear a chunni or dupatta or like, you know, even in certain contexts, maybe pajama instead of chadra. And, you know, that's on the audience and the judges to take me as seriously. That's not on me. Like, I'm not going to change who I am. What's kind of your perspective on this? How did you kind of, you know, maybe formations, maybe some other things. How did you make these decisions when you were determining this, you know, as one of the captains for Farishtay? So, yes, I agree that everyone should be able to wear what they want to wear on stage. Um, however, the aesthetics of the performance do play into how we do at the competition itself, right? What placings we get, um, as well as our reputation and ability to build out formations or um, just experiences that audience members enjoy. Now, fortunately for us, um, when we had this conversation with the woman on our team, we were able to come to some sort of consensus on what they wanted to wear and what we wanted to have our performance, um, look like Hmm. um there was a situation where that wasn't the case and um in the end we had to add more dancers to stage um in order to make it feasible that we could have both of those um things happen concurrently Mm -hmm. um was not easy um and it's certainly difficult having these conversations with women that just want to be themselves on stage and to come with this argument that, oh, but like the points matter. It seems Mm -hmm. so um, minuscule in comparison. Right. Like who cares? It's just points. Um, You know, we want to participate in our culture, just like you're saying. Um, And unfortunately that's just a reality. Um, And I think, People want to win. Um, People want to win, right? And I think, like I said earlier, you know, that plays into 
whether people want to continue dancing on a team, whether we get into other competitions, um, how we're perceived within the circuit. Um, and if we're putting in this amount of time into, you know, building a set, um, we don't want things that are relatively small, like an aesthetic difference to be the issue for a judge. Yeah. Um, One, uh, I think transitioning now topic that I really wanted to discuss with you um, both. And I think uh, there's, there's a good transition here because you talked about kind of regulation of the circuit in this context, Harji. Um, And for me personally, this has been kind of an elephant in the room in the Pangara circuit for a long time, but I think really came to the forefront for me personally recently with the Kasan Morcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was happening in Punjab in 2020 and 2021. And that is the topic of cultural appropriation in Pangara and non-Punjabis in the Pangara circuit, largely. Um, because I think that this has kind of been a background issue from my perspective, where people who are not Punjabi want to participate in this culture, in this dance, in this celebration. But then when it comes down to speaking out on issues affecting Punjab, you know, are pretty much silent or in some cases are politically opposed, whether they even realize it or not. Um, And I think that that had been kind of frustrating, but it never had boiled over at any point. But I think for me personally, that changed with the Kisan Murcha because the Kisan Murcha was about farming and Pangra's roots are in farming, Right. right. Farmer would have a good harvest and they would celebrate. That is exactly what Pangara is ultimately about. I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize outside of the Punjabi community is Pangara is not just a dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I feel has, like a lot of people, especially on social media, didn't realize that. Like it would be said so said so many times. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, like, you know, when you start the first day you come to Pangara classes, Pangara comes from farming and then that's it. There's yeah. nothing else added on top of that. It's not a continuing conversation, right? And a couple of things that I wanted to to note that I think are honestly some uncomfortable conversations. And I don't think we, not to create an us versus them dynamic, but I don't mm-hmm. think we as Punjabis have done a good enough job of speaking our minds on this issue because I've had private conversations with so many people about this topic and people are not have not really been able to speak out, I think, until very recently with this issue. So the dynamic, how how I see it is, you know, kind of like you have a situation, and, and I think this is a lot more prevalent in, t- in t- two contexts in particular. One is in the U.S. compared to Canada, for example, because in the U.S., the Pangara circuit is largely based around colleges versus in Canada, it's around these private academies. I think that's one dynamic. I think the other dynamic is... In Canada, Punjabis make up a much higher percentage of the overall South Asian population as opposed to the U.S., where we make up a relatively small percentage of the overall South Asian population. Um, And you have this situation where you have these colleges, particularly in like the Midwest and East Coast. It's, again, not as big of a problem in California from my perspective where like these teams have zero Punjabis on them or like almost none. Um, And, you know, kind of what we're saying, you have this context where they're not particularly educated about the culture. They don't speak the language. They don't realize that Bhangra is not just a dance, 
you know, and it has a lot more meaning behind it. And these are liberal college kids who in any other context would be the first to cry about cultural appropriation, right? And the idea of participating in somebody else's culture, but not standing up with them during their struggles, right? So in the context of, let's say, um, you know, the African-American community and BLM, right? And calling out people for participating in hip-hop culture without supporting something like BLM and the African-American American community and their struggles. Or, you know, we'll get mad about Halloween costumes when people wear like a Native American, you know, costume or something like that for the exact same reasons. And all of those are absolutely correct stances and relevant and all the above. But somehow when it comes to Pangra and Punjabi culture, th- this somehow completely goes out of their head yeah. and they forget about it entirely, Agreed. right? Mm. Um, and this is the dictionary definition of cultural appropriation, quite frankly, right? Um, and from my perspective, I think this is a much bigger problem with non-Punjabi South Asians as opposed to other people. So, you know, white people and African-Americans and, you know, East Asian Americans and Latinos who participate in Pangara, they, I think, fully understand there is no doubt in their mind that they are participating in somebody else's culture. And so they come at it with a certain level of respect and a certain level of reverence. But non-Punjabi South Asians... And I'm speaking in general terms, but this is something I think we've all observed and talked about. I've talked to scores of people about this. Generally speaking, seem to have this sort of perception that, well, we're close enough. We're Indians. You know, we can participate in this. This is, you know, maybe an Indian dance in some way. We can participate in this without consequence, without having to do any research or homework or anything. Um you know, even if other people can't. And I think I just want to take a second to completely dispel this idea because it's it's frankly ridiculous. Um, for those who may not be familiar, Pangara is a Punjabi dance, plain and simple. Um, it does not exist anywhere else in South Asia, even other parts of, you know, South Asia that are near Punjab, Haryana, Himachal Pradesh, they have their own folk dances. They have their own cultures. And those should be celebrated. Those should be, you know, promoted. And the people of those areas should promote that. Um, you know, as does every other region of India and South Asia, you know, whether that's Gujarat or Bengal, they all have their own cultures that should be celebrated. Um, but Pangara is Punjabi. And that's it. Every song, every boli, everything is in Punjabi language, and that's it. So I think that needs to be made very clear that if you are not from Punjab, or your ancestors are not from Punjab, by doing Pangara, you are participating in somebody else's culture. Just because you are from South Asia or from India, Pangara is not an Indian dance. I think that needs to be just put out there, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wouldn't I think that's the thing that really frustrates me is we wouldn't accept this in any other context. We would not accept a bunch of, you know, let's say 
non-African Americans or you know, in like a hip hop context or like, you know, even let's take it into like a, like a South Asian context. Let's just say like, it would be ridiculous for just like a bunch of non-Gujaratis to start a Ross team, mm. for example, and just be like, yeah, this is cool. Like, we're not going to know anything about the culture. We're not going to know anything about what's happening there. We don't speak the language. But hey, this is fun. And there's a cool circuit out there. And we want to go to these competitions and meet a bunch of people and party. And yeah, this is a totally acceptable thing to do. We, we Like, nobody would accept that, mm. right? It's just because Bangura is popular in this context. Mm. It's, it's different. This, right? that, like, now people think they're entitled to it. Yeah. Right, in a way, especially in the South Asian context. And I don't know, that's kind of been my frustration, especially during the Kisan Morcha. So I, there's a couple of contexts that I want to talk to you about, you know, with you guys about. And one is, um, th- one of the starkest examples of this was when Fereshte, when I was with you guys, was at Pangaran the Berg in Pittsburgh in 2021. And you know, some of the folks when um, you guys went second got kind of really impassioned because the competition was happening just after the Kassans had won the Morcha, right? Like the, the farm mm-hmm. laws had been repealed. And, you know, when the yeah. trophy was announced, we're, you know, just was very passionate and just, you know, saying the slogan, Kassan Majdurik Tazimdabad and all these things. And the silence was deafening, right? From everybody kind of else up on stage from all these other teams. Um, if you want to kind of talk a little bit about that and kind of what your experience was. You know, that silence spoke volumes. Yeah, I mean, it was, so it was very clear. And I want to be clear. I mean, I think there were also plenty of... There were plenty of Punjabis, Punjabis. also who were yeah. not being particularly yeah. vocal. And but I, I know a lot of those Punjabis too. And I know they're very much into, the, into what's going on too. And, you know, it was kind of surprising. And I'm not, I'm not hating. I just like, you know... It's just surprising to see that only our team and you could, you know, you could rule it out as like, no, we wanted you guys to have your moment. Like, no, this is a chant that we all were posting about constantly on Instagram, even though we were all getting like, you know, shadow banned for it and continuous continuing to post and continuing to talk about it and, you know, raise money and everything. And, you know, this competition also start like, before this day had happened it just happened to happen that same day because who knows if the kasan murcha was still happening even yeah. after that competition we what would what would known. we right. would would have never known you know what it could be a different scene like people could be hating on the teams for dancing people could be hating on the competition for even running but like so, yeah. in and also for context for what we're talking about with the teams was when kind of you know some of the folks on first day were like starting you know these chants and stuff the teams that were kind of standing on stage most of them were not clapping, not repeating these slogans. Again, could it be some other confounding yeah. variables? Maybe, but yeah. it was definitely odd, mm-hmm. uh, I think, to say the least. That they're just like, wasn't the same level of excitement, wasn't the same. Like, forget the fact that they won a trophy. It was like, we're having a Pangara competition right after the Kassans have just won yeah. this big battle. That should be reason to celebrate enough for everybody who's yeah. involved in Pangara. It was certainly strange to feel isolated within our own cultural space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really just a That's great way so to put true. it. so true. I mean, it's such a weird way of That's a great way of putting it, it. As a Punjabi who knows what's happening in Punjab, we felt like the odd ones out somehow. 
and we were we were all affected at some point too we all have family there. we all have family you know, there we all have roots there like it's hurting us and, and i think that's the thing right for people who don't have that connection they don't internalize these things to mm-hmm. the same degree that's not their fault yeah that's not agreed. like nobody's hating on non-punjabis in no, the circuit and, for being non-punjabis yeah. in the circuit it's just that you have to do a little bit more work Re- yeah research. to be able to genuinely participate yeah. in somebody else's culture no I, I still agree with you um everyone that was dancing should have already had that on their mind given how big the issue was um and for so many months Given how big the issue was, and it was recently a day before we go into stage was resolved, I think that should have been on everybody's mind. Absolutely. Um, and that, to me, when I saw that nobody's talking about that, specifically for our team, we were just we were beyond, beyond joy. Like we were so happy. Yeah. We're like dancing in the. I mean, in our hotel rooms. And yeah, we're the like, people oh my who God, were there. We you have, could. Yeah, the people now, who were there. You yeah. could see. Like we were all in the back before yeah. placings dancing. Yeah. The celebration of what Pangra yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. We were really doing matters. exactly what yeah. Pangra yeah. is. Now we have the. We we felt that we now we have the incentive to do even better on stage. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna go dance our hearts out for them because they have you know won this morcha we were all happy on stage too we were all like not just to be back to the competition scene but we were happy because home was happy right right to not see that people not talking about it or you know um not being sharing that joy sharing that joy with anybody was was you know but uh, it was disheartening um and even like you know right before placements were announced there was a doll we our team started dancing because we were just so happy what had happened back at home and we were just going off yeah our dolly just kept couldn't keep up at one point we just kept dancing (laughs) i think the frustrating thing for me is like one piece of evidence for example that kind of shows that maybe some people who are not part of our culture, Punjabi culture, have other reasons for being in the circuit, which is to have fun and just party and meet people, mm-hmm. is look at the difference in demographics between the live circuit and the music circuit. Yeah. The live circuit is <laughs> yeah. all up it. It's almost, I mean, not all, but 99% Punjabis. Yeah. The music circuit is very diverse. I'm not saying that's intrinsically a bad thing, but like if you are really trying to understand the culture and the roots of Pangara, you would do at least both. I'm not saying you only have to do live. Plenty of Punjabis do both too. But like, you would think that you would really try to get an understanding of this culture you're participating in and where it comes from. Yeah. But the fact that there's like almost no non-Punjabis in the live circuit is like very telling to me. Yeah. But the thing is also, you know, the places you live around you have to think about this in the u.s there's not a lot of live representation outside of california which is fair but but but, you know but here's the thing if you can as a bunch of non-punjabi start a music team that's the other thing why can't you and i'm not saying again like why wouldn't you start a live and and, and again not just start it but like consult people who are experts figure out how to do it right and okay so you live in a place where there aren't any punjabis but you really want to you can make an effort to figure out how to do it right again i am not saying 
non-Punjabis cannot do Pangra. Yeah. yeah. But figure out a way to do it, right? And that that's just one example. And so, for example, on LA Folk, we had a, a lot of non-Punjabis on our team, right? And I have so much respect for them because this is not their culture. They don't understand the language, but like they actually ended up learning some Punjabi. Mm. They, they know better than almost some of us, probably most Punjabis, like what the roots of Pangra are. Yeah. And they had the courage to put themselves out there in this context where they're where they are yeah. outsiders and learn. And I have all the respect in the world and I have no problem with them doing that. And I want to be very clear also, because I think, <laughs> listen to episode four, what is Punjab of Spurgasi <laughs> for more context. But I mean, I think like the four of us sitting here today are Punjabi six. And I think, you know, I am also not saying, and I want to be very clear that Bhangra somehow belongs to six. That's not true. Uh, it's not a religious thing. It's a Punjabi cultural thing. I think descriptively speaking, it is true that Sikhs have molded Bhangra the most into what it is today, for example. So Lal Singh Patti and, you know, his contemporaries in the 50s to 70s who kind of made Bhangra what it is today were Sikhs. And if you go to Punjab even today and like to live comps, teams will like do shabads at the beginning, right? Like they will say a line from Sura Sope Chaniye or like Deshiva. They'll do Jakare. Yeah. And they'll have lyrics in their shares like Asi Puttaha Guru Gobind Singh there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it is true that like Sikhs have kind of been at the forefront of propagating Punjabi culture in a lot of ways and Pangara. And it's also true that in the diaspora, actually a lot of competitions and teams started from Sikh student associations at colleges. Yeah. Right? It was a lot of SSAs where like this, and then obviously it's grown since then and diversified mm-hmm. since then. But so all of those are descriptively true. I personally feel that despite the history, any Punjabi, regardless of if you're Muslim, Hindu, Punjab, like Sikh, you have as much right to Pangara as anybody, any Sikh or anybody else. It's not a Sikh thing or a religious thing. But I think that, but that doesn't necessarily extend obviously to other South Asians, mm. right? I mean, it's it's for Punjabis, regardless of your religion, and anybody else, you know, is welcome to participate if they bring the certain level of respect and awareness mm-hmm. and education. I think that's just my perspective. I mean, I'm. I think the solution to this is what's tricky, right? I am not personally advocating for, um, you know, non-Punjabis not participating in Pongra. I mean, I think that's one silly and two like not doable per se. But I think from my perspective, there's a couple of things. I think one is, I think self-policing, right? Like if you are a non-Punjabi, just like stop and think for a second. Like, am I approaching, do I know anything about the culture, anything about the language, anything about what's happening in Punjab? And I want to dispel one counter argument, which is like, well, a lot of Punjabis don't know that either. That's fine. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. Maybe it's even a bigger problem, but that's not cultural appropriation. That's Punjabis not being educated enough about their own history and culture and language. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem that we Punjabis need to deal with internally, mm-hmm. right? But that's not cultural appropriation, right? Um, so, you know, stop and think, like, am I approaching this with the right level? Of, do I really have the authority to, with not a single other Punjabi in my college, start a Pangara team? Does this make sense? Would I accept this in the context of any other culture or participation of that culture? Um, and really just like stop and think for a second, right? The second thing I would say is I think Punjabis need to get a little bit better about calling people out, right? I'm not saying be ruthless. I'm not saying be mean. But if there are 
people who are doing these types of things say, hey, how about you talk to this person to learn more? How about, and I think actually the judge in question did exactly this yeah. in a very <laughs> diplomatic way. He yeah. was making the speech about the Kisan Murcha and he was saying, look, there are a lot of non-Punjabis in Pangra and that's okay. It's a great thing. And if you don't know what the roots of Pangra are, ask. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're not like, and Punjabis, we need to do a better job of like not being mean about it. Right? Like yeah, if somebody yeah, doesn't yeah. know, yeah. Like, oh, you don't know, you're not Punjabi. Like, like not being like, you know exclusive about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we need to kind of both encourage people and also call them out when they don't to say, hey, just ask, talk mm-hmm. to people, talk to people who are knowledgeable about what you are really doing on stage. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's the second thing. We need to get a, sort of grow a little bit thicker skin and be comfortable calling people out when we need to call people out. Right. Um, the other thing, though, that I do want to bring up is the issue of judging, right? So for me, judging is a little bit different than just participating because now, kind of as you said in the very early part of this conversation about how judging kind of creates this feedback loop and molds the circuit, mm-hmm. right? We have a lot of non-Punjabi Bangra judges. Mm. That for me is a little bit more uncomfortable. Again, I am not saying you cannot judge if Bangra, if you're a non-Punjabi, but kind of going to this point of Bangra is not just a dance. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a good dancer doesn't mean you're qualified to be a Bangra judge. If you do not have the requisite knowledge of the culture and language and everything, I don't think you should be judging. I actually personally believe, I don't know if anyone else agrees with this, is like you shouldn't be a Bangra judge, even a music Bangra judge, if you don't have at least a working understanding of Punjabi language. Even Punjabi or not Punjabi, I don't actually care either way. Like right. I, regardless of what your ethnic background is, yeah. Because Ashmit, I wanted to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. I think there was actually a situation that you faced without naming any names, where, and, and I want you to kind of explain it more. But like there was like a, you did like a gimmick that related to a lyric, and a judge was like, "Oh, that gimmick didn't hit," but it was because like they didn't know what the yeah, lyric they didn't meant. know what the lyric was. Only yeah, and the pe- there were. Punjabi judges on panel that were like, oh, we understood, but we could understand right. why they couldn't understand. Like, I think my takeaway was it was they said, um, you need to make it make sense for those who don't understand Punjabi. Was yeah. That was my that takeaway. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. You are coming to us. Yeah. Like, Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that was what my takeaway was from it. I, again, it's not, I'm not saying like, don't judge. I'm just saying like, I don't want to hear that basically, oh yeah, we didn't understand it, but you need to make it make more sense. For non-Punjabi. For non-Punjabis. You, and I'm a, like, yeah, I'm over here ridiculous. as... That's The thing is also, I I do have a little bit of a slight of an, of an advantage from being having a Punjabi culture where I'm like, wait a minute. Versus, you know, if it was a like South Asian who's non-Punjabi, they might be like, oh, okay, like it makes sense. Like, I could probably do better. But in my context, I'm over here like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, like, we're not going to change our I'm culture gonna, and folk dance for you. Yeah, I mean, and just... you know, I, I could take away like, okay, maybe you could have done other ideas in the segment, but to just rule out like, yeah, it didn't make sense. That, that I didn't. And I, especially with, you were talking about earlier about qualified judges, especially those who don't have the basis of Punjabi language, like, I think personally, like, you do judge, at least ask. Like, okay, they did a certain gimmick. Mm. Let me go to the next possible Punjabi person next to me. Tell them, hey, I remember they did this in this segment. 
um which is i think competitions do very well lately where they have at least one punjabi person on each panel or they do their yeah. best too. i mean that's a low bar yeah but opinion, the thing but is also it is it's it's an attempt right yeah so you would go up to that judge and be like hey like i didn't understand this what were they trying to I don't do think anyone here is asking for complete fluency yeah like, I mean, i'm not it's, saying you, know, you need to completely understand punjabi but at least don't be afraid to ask yeah before you know just ruling out hey yeah it didn't make sense yeah that i actually i i agree with that and but, so see, so i would say judging from my perspective is the one area where there does need to be like policing like i do think competitions need to take it upon themselves to vet judges more from like a true cultural understanding perspective as opposed to just a general dance and that doesn't mean like grab the nearest uncle it means no, like absolutely not please no, check no, 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 no. the background yeah like <laughs> before it, doing you so. need i mean Bangura is a dance it's just not only a dance right i think that's what i'm trying to get at, right so you, you obviously need to be qualified in terms of understanding how the dance works but i do think that is where competitions should play a role in policing Another thing that, you know, is related but separate that I wanted to talk to you, and I think we'll kind of wrap it up with this this conversation, is what really is the role of Bhangra, right? So it is a celebration. That's its roots. Um, but I think that, you know, our generation especially has kind of, maybe not just our generation, but maybe we've expanded upon it of this idea of art in general as a medium for social change, right? Not just art for aesthetic reasons purely or, you know, X, Y, Z reasons, but some higher purpose or greater meaning coming from, you know, X, Y, Z art form. What do you think Bhangra's role in that is? Because there are so many issues that all of us just care about as Punjabi kids in the diaspora, um, where, you know, whether it's the Kasan Murcha or, you know, in certain contexts, post-1984 issues yeah. and, you know, can, water rights in Punjab, whatever it is that all in some way tie yeah. back to uh, Bhangra and Punjabi culture. And and I think we're kind of confused as to what Bhangra's role in this mm-hmm. should be, if at all, right? So, for example, you know, when the Kisan, you know, Farishte, you know, doing these chants after they won, you know, and bringing awareness at the competition, right? Or, you know... um, Things like that. Like, what what are some, you know, creative... I think another one was certain teams have done fundraisers Mm -hmm. for social movements, whether in Punjab or not in Punjab, right? I think there was one even that was done for BLM, for example. Maybe you guys can talk about that. Where, like, you know, fundraising in terms of selling T-shirts or, you know, the proceeds from the Pangara competition. This has been going on for a long time, going to a certain nonprofit organization, Um you know, what are, what are, what do you, where do you think is, are some of the roles for Bangladesh to, to participate in this? So one is definitely cultural preservation, mm-hmm. Gamal and Harji getting your both perspectives about the role of Bangladesh in social change and social movements. Right. I think it certainly can be a medium for social change. Um, I think something that has held the community back in the past has just been this characterization of Bangladesh as a happy dance. It's, like you said at the beginning, a celebratory dance. And so speaking of issues um, that may appear to be negative is generally looked down upon. Yeah, I, I guess um, that's true, right? It's concept, not ultimately like the, the essence of Bhangra in a lot of ways, right? essence of Bhangra, exactly. Um, and that's understandable. Um, however, I frequently see 
you know, other communities, um, whether it's in the Bollywood circuit or in the hip hop circuit, use their dance as an opportunity to talk about problems that exist within those communities. I think that's a beautiful right? thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think um, certainly there has been some movement in that direction. Um, there have been teams that have tried to evoke other emotions besides just excitement and that wow factor, right? Um, DDR, when in their uh, Bruin 2018 performance, did a great job of evoking this uh, nostalgia. Um, KPGD in their Bruin 2017 set, right, um, had this evolution of Bhangra, um, right? That's not the general format that we expect, right? Um, but certainly had a massive impact on the audience. Right? They also did something, I think, in another year where they like try to tell the story of Hiranja or something right. through a set, which I thought was very interesting as a concept. It's an interesting concept. So I think, you know, now that we've spent probably 10 years following this SGPD Elite Eight format, <laughs> um, <laughs> revolutionized the it was, yeah, it was. Incredible then. It's still incredible to watch now. I think teams have innovated in new ways, but we generally see the same thing. Um, and I think audience members, like we talked about at the beginning, don't see a great distinction between these sets. And I think that's contributing to um, the lack of attendance. And so I think if we want to continue to develop the art form, um, we need to take the dance in a different direction. And I think um, opening ourselves up to this idea of using Bhangra um, for social change um, could be that route. Telling stories, um, building on the themes that we've already seen, um, but really tackling these issues. Um, that doesn't mean that we have to let go of what Bhangra is today, right? We mm -hmm. can still do the creative choreo and the formations and the gimmicks, um, but perhaps give it more meaning so that um, it lasts in our memories, not just as a moment of wow, but as something that actually drove some sort of change um, for the Punjabi population. And, you know, that also has to go with mixing, like music. That's the basis of where we're able to even dance to for music teams, especially. Like creating different themes for mixing as well throughout the years of, you know, songs. And now people are putting songs together just to put songs together because they sound cool or tweaking a hit. Even there, I think that's kind of like a big conversation. I think it's actually an interesting point because I think one of the counter arguments that could be raised to some of this cultural appropriation stuff that we're talking about is like, well, in music, Bangladesh, at least it's like, I think the argument would maybe be made by some people. You have hip hop beats in it. You have other cultures, yeah. so to speak, you know, sounds and music into it. You know, it, music Bangladesh is like an evolution that is like born out of the diaspora in like a diverse context. For me, I think my counter, I, I think they're right in a lot of ways. And I think we should be thinking about that when it terms to, okay, we're adding this hip hop beat. Are we really thinking about right. the social movements associated with that group of people? Right. And being mindful and respectful of that. But I think ultimately it's still, the, it's still Bangladesh. You're still following the format of Bangladesh. You're wearing Bangladesh Vardis. 
most, if not all of the songs, except for a couple English words here and there, are going to be in Punjabi. You can't say that this is somehow a different dance. Mm-hmm. It is Bhangra. It is yeah. a different form of Bhangra. It is it's music Bhangra, modern Bhangra, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But this is not the same thing as a Bollywood team doing like a 30-second little Bhangra segment mm-hmm. in their otherwise Bollywood routine, right? That is a different thing to me. Right? And that's segment. fine, right? The Bhangra, the music Bhangra scene is still Bhangra. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think the requisite amount of respect and cultural knowledge has to come with it regardless. Um, but I think, you know, this was hopefully super insightful for, for at least myself and I, you know, hope for audience members in terms of thinking about, you know, some of the challenges in the Pangara circuit, especially, you know, for us in, in the States and in North America. Um, and I think, you know, it should just be something that people are continuing to think about as they participate um, in the circuit. Um, and you know, it'll be, I think, interesting to see how the circuit evolves in years to come. Thanks for everyone for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And see y'all in the circuit. We ain't done yet. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>